0: Welcome to Heart Space, a show that will give you tools to awaken your intuition and the courage to listen to your heart so that you can create your best life. I'm your host Sarah Lewis, an intuitive life coach and my mission is to show you that you already have everything you need and it's all in your heart space. hello everyone welcome back to heart space this is episode 10 thank you so much for being here with me today and for tuning into this episode i am so happy that you're here and i want to thank you all for your support every week for every new episode It's been already two months since HeartSpace started, and it's been such a wonderful journey already. I have been loving receiving your comments and messages and connecting with some people who find me through the show. So thank you all so much. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at sarahlewisco, or my website is sarahlewis.co. Today I'm having a conversation with the amazing Bridget Jane and I've been following Bridget for quite some time on Instagram and I even got to meet her last year in Barcelona when I was uh, visiting for a few days. I had a session with her, a Reiki session, which was really amazing and kind of blew me away so she's really, really good at what she does. Bridget is a certified holistic health coach as well as a Reiki practitioner and she has recently moved back home to New Zealand after spending the last five years in Barcelona. She trained and is now working with women to create clarity and cultivate breakthroughs during energy healing and intuitive transformation sessions. She's a nature lover, a travel junkie and manifestation expert that is passionate about all things mind, body, soul, and living a mindful, non-toxic lifestyle. Bridget is committed to creating a ripple effect of happiness and healing by helping others understand there is more than one way to medicate, educate, live, and love. And I just resonate so deeply with everything that Bridget shares her work and everything that she does. And I think you will see that some of them, there's a lot of similarities. So I hope that you will really enjoy this conversation today. We talk about the beautiful story of how she manifested her husband. So if you like love stories, you're going to love this. Her favorite tip to manifest that is often overlooked how she ended up in the hospital after ignoring her intuition, how Reiki found her and cracked her open in every single way and made her think about everything she had believed in. We also talk about spiritual bypassing, chakras, the gentle way Reiki brings things up to the surface so that we can see them and deal with them and the balance between feminine and masculine energies as well as facing the uncomfortable and being okay with it. I had so much fun chatting with Bridget and I really hope that you will enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's bring her on. Hi, Bridget. Thank you so Hi. much for being here. I'm so happy to have you on Heart Space, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Yay, thanks for having me.
0: And i like to start with a little bit of a fun question. What was mm. your morning ritual this morning like?
1: Oh, it was um, a hot lemon and ginger with meditation some self-reiki, some um, cleansing, and what else did I do? Some journaling.
0: Mm, that sounds so so nice and and grounding also.
1: Yeah, it was perfect.
0: Do you do it – like, do you have the same ritual
1: almost every morning or do you change? Um, It depends. Like, it usually looks pretty similar, but I'm – like, so I used to have exactly the same ritual every single day, but then – to me that started feeling almost too masculine like I was doing this ritual and these practices because I had to like it was becoming routine it was becoming like another to-do list it was like Mm -hmm. structure and strategy so I kind of started refining that and I was like okay look I'm not I'm not gonna do it if I don't feel like doing it because then it's just it's not coming from the right place I think it kind of takes that sacredness away from it so then I was like um, I just changed it a bit, and now I wake up every morning. And if, like, if I really don't feel like doing that first, I won't do it. And if I do, I will. Like, it, it doesn't sort of have to look like, um, I guess, anything particular um, mm-hmm. anymore. Most days it does, but like some days, I might get up and I might stretch first, or I might go for a walk first, or I might listen to a podcast or something. Like, it doesn't. It's just. I guess more in alignment now with how I'm feeling rather than like what it should look like.
0: Mm, I love that. I used to have the same thing. I used to like have this to-do list and every morning it was exact same thing. And I had even, I would do these little post-its with like the list and the little box that I had to tick after if I had done all of them. Mm, <laughs> and that yeah. was so crazy. I, I kind of sometimes I'm a little bit maybe OCD with that kind of stuff so I really had to take a step back and and look at what really feels right and it changes every day and like you said I, I also I agree some some days it might look like the same because I need that ritual part and sometimes it's just like yeah. I'll get up have tea or something like that listen to something that inspires me like a podcast or it can be so many different things but I love yeah, that exactly yeah so I'm really, I'm fascinated by people's stories and I know a little bit of yours, but if, uh, for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit more about you and your story and whatever feels right and doesn't have to be um, so yeah. linear or anything?
1: Yeah, I know. I never, I never know where to start when people are like, oh, so what's your story? Because um, I really feel like literally every year for the last like, 15 years has been so significant mm-hmm. um, towards getting to this point um, you know and it's so true what they say like you can't kind of join the dots looking forward but you can looking backwards but it's yeah. just now looking at all those yes it's just like oh it makes so much sense but um, I mean probably the most sort of pivotal moment for me was when I moved from New Zealand to Europe yeah. And I guess the quote that springs to mind here is the um Elizabeth Gilbert one where it's like never seen a story mm. of transformation that didn't begin with someone getting sick and tired of their own bullshit. Yeah. And that just that's so relevant um for this and for my yeah, move to Europe because I was in a situation where it was just just like self-sabotage, just shitty behavior, just like literally not going anywhere, not fulfilled. Like I was happy because I've always been like a positive kind of happy-go-lucky person, but it was just – I was just in habits that just weren't serving me whatsoever. And I think Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really realize that on a conscious level, but there was some part of me, there was some pull that was just like – I have to fucking go, like there's something yeah. in there, I just, I have to do this, and I had no idea what it was, um, but luckily I, I did have, I don't know, some part of me was aware that, that this is what I needed to do, and I'm really grateful for that.
0: Mm. You listened to your intuition back then already, yeah. even if you weren't yeah, necessarily I, conscious of it.
1: No, I wasn't conscious of it at all, I just knew that something had to give, because the, um, yeah my behavior just was not serving me and I was just I was your typical case of um like mistaking fun for happiness like those external mm. sources those quick fixes um rather than actually sitting back and going hold on a minute like what am I doing
0: mm. yeah I think so mm. many people can probably relate to that it's happened mm. to all of us almost and um so you you lived in Europe for. Five years, yeah.
1: Five years, yeah. I did a year in Italy and four years in Barcelona.
0: And I know you you say this quite a bit, but um, was it like the dream living in in Europe and in the military?
1: Hell no. Um, no, not at all. Like um, I, I was a hundred percent sent there to kind of have my life I don't know just shaken up I guess to Mm -hmm. I don't know almost like just slap me in the face and be like okay woman what do you want like figure out what you fucking want and you're not leaving until you know (laughs) until Um, you're clear on that yeah exactly and then what there was a real sense of that like I had to get out of my environment where I was to I don't know, just be in a situation where I had the space and the stillness to actually go, okay, what do you want? Figure out figure out what you want and figure out a way to get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I, probably through through Reiki and through, I guess, all the challenges I was seeing, um, in Italy and Barcelona and obviously through meeting my husband, Henrik, as well. Um, yeah I figured it out
0: yeah and can you tell us a little bit I love the story of how you met your husband
1: (laughs) would you mind sharing Um, it again yeah well so I was as you know I was living in Italy and it was about six months um into living in Italy and I a friend said to me um oh do you want to come to Barcelona with me this weekend and Saying yes, it didn't make any sense to the logical mind. Mm -hmm. It was another one of those like intuitive pulls. I reckon I probably had about 100 euros. And if you've been to Barcelona, Mm -hmm. um, you know that for, for like three nights, four nights, three nights, that's just silly. But I actually, after buying a flight to Barcelona, they ended up being about 40. But there was some part of me that was just like, don't know why I'm doing this because it makes no fucking sense, but I'm, like, I'm just, I'm doing it. It was a full body. Yes. Like it was a full body. Like there's something there. There's something there for me. Oh. Um, and on the second night, I think it was, um, my girlfriend and I and some other chick that we, that was in a hostel. They were, all, we're all pretty hungover actually. <laughs> this is back when I was a bit of a party animal. Um, and we were down on, like, the kind of, like, lounge bars um, that go onto the beach. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we were walking out or we were walking in or the other way around. I don't know. Henrik was, say, walking out, and we were walking in. And he would have been maybe, like, four, three or four metres away from me. And we kind of just, like... Caught each other eyes. We locked eyes. It was one of those really like super cheesy moments where like you'd see on a movie that you don't think actually happens or exists in real life. But it was literally like no one else existed. Like we were the only two people in the room, and it was packed. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just gravitated towards each other and like grabbed onto each other. And it was just like, oh hey. Like, it was a real, like, soul, like, oh, my God, I've been looking for you for this whole lifetime, like, that bloody time.
0: And I finally um, found you.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. It was really like that. And, um, yeah, and we just said hey and walked off together. And the, as they say, the rest is history. <laughs>
0: wow. It just gives me chills. Like, this kind of story still exists. It's not just, um, you know, online dating and stuff like that. It's not just the things that you no. see in, in movies also. So it... It does, I think, really give hope to people
1: to like. Oh, hundred yeah, percent! It totally to happens. Just, I think you just need to be open to it, and um, yeah, I mean, I did, I did a lot of work, uh-huh. I guess, around if you want to say like manifesting um, the perfect human, if that exists. <laughs> um, but again, it wasn't actually a conscious thing. Like this was before I kind of realized. I guess about sort of, you know, manifesting and consciously creating what you want. But, um, it was when I, yeah, when I was living in Italy and I kind of just started, started, um, going up, going for a walk up this hill every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and every day when I was up there, I would like imagine myself with actually this guy that I wanted at the time. Um, that I was kind of seeing, and I was—I used to like visualize me being like really happy with him, or I thought it was him, and like embodying like the feeling of like confidence and like the deepest kind of love and soul connection, and just like such fulfillment in a relationship. And I really, like, I really, really tuned into the emotion behind that um, without even realizing at the time that that's actually exactly how you manifest what you want by directing that emotional energy um and I did this I don't know for how long like a month or two maybe and then um yeah obviously Henrik came into my life and it wasn't until like one or two years later that I'm like oh I did this I created Mm. this I got like I got you that's so cool um so yeah that was my um my best uh manifestation to date I would say
0: wow that's so beautiful you manifested him before even knowing what
1: or exactly how to manifest so it's yeah really exactly cool. well that's the thing I mean we're always we're always from the moment we are born manifesting we're just mm-hmm. not always doing it consciously like there's no on or off switch
0: mm-hmm. yeah for sure and that's, I think, the thing that we sometimes forget is that we are always creating in a way or co-creating our reality, but we don't always yeah. know what it is that we're calling in. So sometimes um, we might have a lot of uh, tests or experiences that are not necessarily fun. And that's just how we grow and learn. And, and once we become maybe more, I guess, conscious about the process, then we can direct that energy better. Yeah, right? Exactly. And what are your main tips around manifesting that now you know how to use and all that because you, you've you probably, you've done all the research and, and
1: you really have practiced? Um, I would actually say something that is so overlooked, but it's so important is that directing the emotional energy. I think like, you know, we talk about um, vibration, we talk about like, um, um, you know, seeing it before you have it. And writing it down and whatnot but I think we forget that when we talk about vibration we're actually we're also talking about the emotional dynamic behind that like it's our emotional mm-hmm. um set point that creates the vibration um so like yeah I mean I do this um meditation that's so powerful
0: around
1: you know I put on this the timer, and this like beautiful track for like six minutes or something mm-hmm and it's medicine you know, wheel or something no yeah did I tell you about that one
0: <laughs> I, I think you have yeah 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 it's because I remember so good. It. I listen to it too sometimes
1: mm, it's so good and for some reason that like six minute track just gets me so in the zone and I'll like obviously visualize what I'm trying to create and I like embody that energy so deep like the emotion so deeply behind that um to the point like nine times out of ten it brings me to tears mm. um and that's Emotion is essentially what shifts our vibration, and even if at one point in time, like when you're trying to create something, your emotional set point isn't doesn't match the vibration of what you're trying to pull in. It's going to match the experience that you need in order to kind of
0: mm.
1: raise your emotional set point and raise your vibration and get to kind of that next step, if you like, mm-hmm. to creating what you want. If that makes sense?
0: Mm-hmm. It does. And so you that's one of the practices that you do maybe every day or, or on a regular basis, like the embodiment and the manifestation and all that, yeah?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think just, um, yeah, living, trying to live in that, I mean, con, like, a constant state of joy isn't very realistic, but mm. trying, you know, the majority of time to be in that um, embodiment of joy joy and just lightness and just that yummy yeah that juicy energy
0: yeah and a lot of people are so scared of being I think um in the state of joy because they think like okay so if I'm happy now then maybe something will go wrong at some point it's too good to be true or something like that but yeah, it's actually it's actually almost self-sabotage I think
1: oh 100% and like you need the you need the dark as much as you need the light as well i think we're so terrified yeah. of um of like perceived i guess bad things happening or negative things happening um, cuz we do we i mean we see them as a negative but what we don't see is the the breakthroughs that are going to come after those breakdowns because you know mm. they all it sounds so cliche but you know they are coming for a reason mm-hmm. to teach us something to help us expand or um, and evolve and it's up to us when they do come along it's like okay how like how do we want to attack this do we want to like sit down and lose our shit and play poor me and victim and not kind of work through it in a constructive way or do we want to go okay so this is this is coming up for a reason what's this teaching me what are the emotions behind that do a little bit of self inquiry like this is you know this is coming up to teach me something what is it showing me
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so important. I'm all about that too. And I think it's often maybe overlooked as well. And it shouldn't be because it is so, so important to just like accept. It's go- It's going to always be like that. Life is always going to be changing and there will be some good times and there will be the light but there's also the darkness and it's okay it's it's part of uh, the human experience and it's part of who we are
1: so i think it's it's important to remember yeah, that Yeah exactly yeah we can't we can't have one without the other like you have to kind of sit in the shadow to to get to the light and in every single area of our lives um, there is this this polarity and we wouldn't even understand what is good if we didn't have the bad Mm, like it wouldn't make any sense because we would have no idea what good is
0: yeah it gives us a perspective on things Mm. um so I wanted to ask you you seem like you were always um kind of listening to your intuition and following it because like like you told us in the story, you went to Europe after following that that little nudge or something from your intuition. And then you went to Barcelona when it didn't make sense to your logical mm. mind to do so. So you have you always really had that really good in, intuition or intuitive? Um, have you always listened to it?
1: I mean, like, I think yes, because... Um, I think that we like we all do we all have mm-hmm. like yeah. that unbreakable intuition but um, I mean we just don't always listen to it but I exactly. don't know there must have been some part of me whether I don't know whether it's a, a sole contract or something that I don't know the nudges were always just loud enough for me to go oh hold on a minute there's like there's something in this but because I, I remember looking back to i was like 15 or 16 and it was a night i ended up i actually ended up in hospital it was my own fault Mm. but i remember the strongest feeling in my gut i've ever had in my life that was literally telling me from the minute i woke up something bad is going to happen tonight something Mm. bad is going to happen tonight and like you like a normal person would have gone oh okay so i shouldn't do what i'm planning to do but mm-hmm. me being like wild child i was like oh fuck it it would be fine it wasn't 100 percent, wasn't at all yeah. but like looking back at that it's just like oh that was like that was shouting that was my intuition literally like shouting at me like i was so nauseous like i thought i was gonna vomit but i didn't have that i guess awareness or life experience back then when i was 15 to go oh, this is something telling me not to do something stupid. Yeah. And
0: maybe you needed to do that thing so that you could also learn that when you don't listen, well, maybe oh, something yeah. happens.
1: Oh, 100%. And, I mean, I put down, like, all my, I guess, life, ex- like, you know, there are no accidents. Everything is, is supposed to happen, and I do. I put all, all down all those experiences to, you know, yeah. having me yeah. to be where I am today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's so true. Everything shapes us and like you said, you don't always connect the dots when you're like in the moment, but it's always looking back. Yeah, 100%. So, tell us a little bit about your work. I know you're um um you practice Reiki and you also mm-hmm.
1: are um holistic health coach. Yes. Yes. Um yeah, well I mean I started at... I had I, so I had no intention to do um, Reiki. I mm-hmm. actually didn't ever really understand what it was, but as they say, um, you know, you you don't find Reiki, Reiki finds you. So I started out um, while I was in Spain studying to be um, a holistic health coach because I was super um, passionate about nutrition. And I just made like huge um, sort of physical changes in my life, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to study nutrition. Um, so I started out doing that. and I loved it. I found it super empowering, super inspiring. But when I started having a few clients, I was like, this is cool and I love it, Mm. but there is something else that needs to come forward. Like there was a part of me that's like, like it was almost like frustration because I'm like, I want to go deeper with these people. Mm -hmm. I want to like, I don't know, get stuck into the more like emotional energetic stuff, but I had no idea What it was. And then again, listening to intuition, I had like five signs, like five synchronicities in one week. Um, all pointing towards Reiki. And I was like, Oh, okay, there we go. I'll put the put the feelers out. And I sent a message to like one of those wellness groups in Barcelona that I was a part of saying, Oh, does anyone know um a Reiki master teacher? And within like a second I had an answer. I was like, Okay, obviously there's something obviously supposed to do that yeah exactly and so then um yeah I was led to Reiki and then my whole life completely changed again (laughs) yeah um what was it about
0: Reiki that that you loved so much when you started because obviously before that you just kind of listened to your intuition again but you didn't necessarily it didn't make sense to you right so what was it that you loved about it or love about it now
1: um so what Reiki did for me in the beginning was it completely it cracked me open. Like, it completely cracked me open in every single way. Mm. Like, and kind of not, not only cracked me open, but, like, turned – or not turned everything on its head, but made me think about everything I believed in and every mm. um, situation in my life – that and just made me I don't know I get like hit bring such an awareness to it like okay what do you want to take with you and what do you want to leave behind and is this in alignment with who you want to be and who you are and where you're going or is it not and it really was just like okay woman like yeah what do you want to take with you and what do you want to leave behind and it just I think it also like it made me get comfortable with being raw and being emotional and being mm-hmm. vulnerable and being okay with completely losing my shit. Um, Cause I mean, that's what it does and well sometimes, but, and I feel like to get to where I wanted to get to, which is, you know, create such a solid kind of um, emotional intelligence and like an unbreakable faith mm-hmm. and um, to have, a kind of greater understanding of myself and the world around me like I needed to be kind of cracked open and for the world as I know it to kind of tip on its head a little bit if that makes sense yeah
0: it does actually sometimes we we hold on so much to some things that like some layers almost of what we think we need or or we think we want and some. some something like that but then when we're cracked open it can be difficult and some people really resist that but then it kind of allows you to be vulnerable and raw and honest with yourself first and understand what is your like what is really important at your core and what's your truth and it's a beautiful experience but you can't always it's not always as beautiful when you're like having a breakdown or something like that but
1: Oh, but it was so it was it was such a beautiful thing because I really did I learned how to I guess be emotional and mm-hmm. to be raw and wear my heart on my sleeve like I've always been I, I'm something I'm super grateful to my mom and my like my granddad for is for like helping me I guess kind of see the positive and everything and mm-hmm. I grew up with like positive affirmations and mum telling me, you know, you can create anything you want and, like, positive, 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 onwards and upwards, which is great, and I'm so thankful for that. But I never was taught to, um, like, embrace the darkness as well, I guess, and and that um, how to actually process rather than suppress emotions, it was always kind of, like, Oh, it'll be fine, like onwards and upwards, you know, glass half full kind of thing, which is great because there's a time for that. But there's also a time to let yourself crack open and break down and sit with whatever the fuck you're feeling, no matter how horrible or how intense it is. And it's such an important part of anything, like manifesting in life and Mm -hmm. processing everything, getting to know ourselves. Like We have to be comfortable with processing every emotion on the spectrum.
0: Absolutely, I'm a hundred percent with you, and I also feel like uh, maybe there was this, um, this. I don't know if it's it's still kind of happening. I see it sometimes, but I try not to to um, surround myself with that too much anymore. Is that only positive and 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 all that? And I'm a little bit of the same way as you are. I'm maybe it's a Sagittarius thing. I don't know, but I'm very yeah. optimistic, and I'm and I've always like tried to look at the the good things, and and yeah, I'm usually a positive person, but more recently i i also started embracing the fact that we do have um what i like to call shadows or our darkness and and things that Also wounds and things from the past. And sometimes they're also limiting beliefs and things that don't belong to us. And if we don't face that, we will only go so far, I think. And it's only going to be maybe more like superficial work. And if you really want to do the soul work, you need to dig deeper and you have to face some shit oh
1: 100 <laughs> yeah. percent yeah absolutely it, it's not this it's not this whole I'm um, like oh good vibes only and mm. that kind of thing it's just like yeah good vibes but also you know bad vibes and sit with whatever the fuck is coming up and process it because otherwise you are you just you, you are scratching the surface but like yeah. you said it does it's almost like you're, you're spiritual bypassing, I exactly, guess. Exactly, you're not yeah. kind of ready to sit with the ugliness of yourself, I guess, and the world around you and look at people around you, look at what you're calling in and look at the people who are triggering you and asking yourself, okay, where, you know, what part of me needs healing if I'm being, you know, so triggered, Um I've totally just lost my train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, spiritual bypassing. Um.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just actually. Like, I do. I've do, I've done that so many times this week, and I swear to God, it's because my root chakra is out. Oh, yeah. Can I've you talk a little so bit about like the chakras clumsy. if you want? We can oh, move on to. I've been so clumsy. The other day, like last Thursday, I. First of all, I flooded the bathroom. Oh. Then I cut my finger oh. and then I fucking electrocuted myself. <gasps> this is like all in the same day and I'm not a typically clumsy person. And I was, having, like, I was having different conversations with my husband and literally halfway through it's like a sentence, like a five-second sentence from like zero, the first second <laughs> to like the third second, I had literally forgotten what I was going to say. And I've just done it again. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> that's okay. It's um, it's part of the conversation. Sometimes it happens, yeah. and maybe it allows us to talk a little bit about um, chakras because um, in in Reiki that's what you work with, right? The chakras.
1: Yeah, I mean, not everyone does. Um, like you know, a, a lot of a lot of Reiki practitioners do, but a lot of um, Reiki practitioners are all. Um, I guess, pick up their own kind of like Mm -hmm. centers or meridians or whatever. But yeah, I predominantly work with, um, yeah, the seven um, chakras of, or seven of the chakras of the body. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess, through kind of feeling or any heat or sensations or whatever comes up, um, I can sort of pinpoint I guess where there is like a potential imbalance or you're in kind of like excess of, of one chakra or mm-hmm. there's just like a lack of a lack of flow. Um, and you know each chakra kind of relates to like a different area of our life. Um, so yeah, it can give us so much insight into. Um, what is, you know, what we can balance or what we can work on next or yeah an area of um, healing or balancing that we may be lacking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so fascinated by that. And, well, for me, I think the chakras that are more maybe often imbalanced are... Definitely the root chakra also. So um, things like feeling, I think it's oh, f- feeling secure, right? And also financial security and being rooted and grounded. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And then there's uh, for me also the, I'd say, solar plexus, which is yeah, self-power, right. yeah? And like, um, what else is there? Uh, and also my throat chakra for sure,
1: so right, speaking. yeah. And that's the thing, like I find everyone has kind of like a, um, I guess, a dominant chakra that they need to heal, like Mm -hmm. one that kind of comes up like every single time. Um, That takes a lot of work, I guess, but then, um, you know, people will come back and they'll just have like kind of random imbalance based on what they're currently experiencing Mm -hmm. in their lives. Mm Yeah, I guess, like, different emotions that um, you're processing or different circumstances, like, if you are kind of, you know, having, like, um, financial troubles or you're moving around a lot, then, you you know, your root chakra is mm. going to be out. That's all about um, mm-hmm. stability and feeling grounded and at home in your surroundings. Um, if you are, yeah, having trouble with, I guess, um, communicating from a place of self-awareness, not just through um, voice but, um, like, expressing yourself physically, and spiritually, and mentally, and emotionally, um, then that could potentially be a block in your throat chakra, mm-hmm. then, like, heart chakra is all about, like, um, boundaries, you know, if you have a um, problem, mm. not a problem, but, like, if, you know, if you find um, creating boundaries, or putting boundaries out um, challenging, then that's, yeah, like, heart, heart chakra related, yeah, um, and it's so, yeah, it's so insightful, and it's so, um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so. F- I, I loved our session that we did last year in uh, Barcelona when I yeah, when I visited. it was lovely. It was it was so intense. Um, I had mm. a few Reiki sessions before, but that one in particular was really really intense. And and I've also I've been interested in in Reiki for for myself and and trying to um, to maybe like get attuned and all that, but it, it, I don't know, it's been like three years and I'm still looking. And right now I'm actually really, um, I'm actually really getting into it. So I think that's probably going to be part of my work as well, because it's so,
1: I love that. You'll love it so much.
0: It's so beautiful and really powerful, but in a gentle way. Right. Yeah.
1: That's what I love about it. Like it is, it is it's so powerful but it is like you say so gentle Mm -hmm. like it um it has a way of kind of bringing stuff to the surface that we may or may not be want to like want to be aware of but it doesn't do it in a way that's like really confronting it's kind of like hey um there's this thing that (laughs) that you might want to look into because it's going to help you but like it's okay. Like we'll, we'll support you through it, you know, rather than be like, boom, like you know, (laughs) flip your life on your head kind of thing. Yeah. I'd love that. I think
0: because it's, it's much more manageable if you can have it, um, if you can face things, but in a, in a way that feels right to you and not be pressured into anything. So yeah, I think it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And what, um, what are the things that you maybe find most in, in your clients after Reiki sessions? Like what is the common themes that you hear? Oh,
1: um, so much. Like it's funny. Cause I think like every single session is so individual. Like mm-hmm. I have had no two sessions. That's the same because, wow. you know, healing is such an individual journey, but, um, there are always like sort of, um, commonalities that will happen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, more like kind of physical stuff, like heat, uh, a lot of heat, like mm-hmm. a lot of sensations, um, a lot of tears. There's always a lot of yeah. tears. Um, you know, some people will fall asleep. Some people will have really strong, like kaleidoscope kind of colourful visions. Um, what else happens? Like a lot of, a lot of tingling, a lot of sensations. A lot of like kind of instant um, breakthroughs or like energy kind of like shooting through. Um, their body, but the, I guess the common, the most common feeling that my clients walk away with is a feeling of like, ah, oh, like lightness, yeah. like, oh, I can breathe again, kind of like, oh, there's a weight mm. off
0: my shoulders. Oh, that's and so good. Really mm. Yeah, that's yeah. really so good. And what about you? You So you, do
1: you use Reiki on yourself um, almost daily? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I would say... Yeah, maybe, yeah, four or five times a week, um, I use it on myself, and then I try and get it um, every week from another practitioner as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, just because, um, yeah, I, I need it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all do, but yeah, it's just, I notice such a difference in my whole life, like when I get it um often and when I don't.
0: What does it change the most for you? Is it like um with is it physical or emotional or everything or
1: everything. Yeah. Everything, yeah. I mean, just like that kind of connectedness, not to myself, but also like something larger than myself. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a lot better at um processing, dealing with emotions. Um, like I noticed so for example, if I haven't had Reiki for uh, like maybe three or four weeks, which doesn't happen often anymore. Um the next day I'll be really irritable and really Mm. impatient and a little bit shitty. And I'm like, Oh, this is weird. Like, why is this coming up? Um, And then I go, Oh, I had Reiki yesterday and I haven't had it for a while. So it's bringing this stuff to the surface Mm. that I obviously need to work through and process.
0: Mm. Yeah. So it works really in that way. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, So I just wanted to ask you another kind of question, but it's linked, I think. Um, what does living from your heart space mean to you?
1: Mm, um, I would say it's like it, to me that's similar to living to my intuition because yeah. your intuition was always going to be coming from that beautiful place. But as well, something I've been trying to do this year, which I've noticed, I wait, it was a big realization I had in the last couple of months that at the first sign of discomfort I have a tendency to harden mm. and I was like that was such a big breakthrough for me because it you meet, like the first sign of confrontation or when I like would get uncomfortable or when something wasn't going my way or if I was getting like frustrated mm. and you know trying to create something in my business or something I would always like instantly kind of harden and you know, take like the masculine approach, like, Mm -hmm. okay, more structure, more strategy, more logic, kind of like, like more, almost like more anger, more aggression. And I was just like, no, like, this is not how you solve problems. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was such a big realization for me. And I, I do, I have that tendency to harden, but I was like, okay, something I've been working on this year is, is to consciously like to actually soften mm. at the first sign of discomfort rather than harden. And that's like going back to my heart space. So living from my heart space, especially like, you know, that's easy to do when everything's going well, but to be really conscious of it when things are a little bit uncomfortable.
0: Yes, of course. Um, it's always easier when it's going well and so much yeah. more difficult and challenging when things are not going your way.
1: Yeah, exactly. So kind of come back to that place and go, okay, like, how can I soften more? Like, how can I come even more kind of from a place of love and from, yeah, just that that heart center?
0: Mm, I love that so much. And, yeah, for me, it's definitely linked to intuition. That's where I feel it most. Um, And it's so beautiful what you say. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. And also just another thing, because you, you just mentioned that for you also in your business, you try to lead more from intuition and the feminine side. How does Mm -hmm. that look? Is it, is it easier or is it not as natural for you to do that?
1: Um, yeah, no, I think it is. I think I'm actually a lot more, um, feminine energy dominant. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I actually, yeah, I think um, to the point where actually I need more masculine, but that's, yeah. when, you, that's when things are going right, like, that's in my Reiki, um, but if something's kind of not going right, like, kind of admin stuff, like, because, you know, that's, that's a masculine thing, doing the kind of, like, admin side yes. of things, and as soon as I start getting shitty about, like, trying to work out, like, Tax and stuff is what I was meaning, you know, with that the admin side of things is going like hardening, going, Oh fuck, this is frustrating, I can't do it. But actually going, No, like soften. Hold mm. on a minute. Mm-hmm. But then in the, the like the fun side of my business, like the creativity and the Reiki and that kind of thing, I am very much in my feminine because I think like Reiki is it's a to me it's a feminine energy kind mm-hmm. of thing. I think so too. Um, but I'm so much in that to the point I need to actually bring in more of a masculine because I'll be so much in like a being state sometimes, nothing gets done. I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just being, like I'm just, I'm softening, I'm being, but it really, it's just like, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I do need to kind of pull my finger out of my ass and, and really take action. Mm. <laughs> so finding that balance.
0: Yeah, I think for everyone there is that balance, but for most people it's actually being more in their masculine that's the default and being yeah. more in the feminine is much harder. So for you it's actually the opposite. But in yeah, in yeah, in every case it's it's I think we all kind of need to find more of the balance or just like really flowing between one and the other and and I think that that's why I'm so um intuition is so important to me is that really Learning to connect to or being more connected to my intuition allows me to know when to be more in my feminine and just like you know be creative and allow just things to flow and and just be or when yeah, I need exactly. to actually take action and maybe maybe it's maybe at first it's one is more predominant, but at some point I think it just kind of falls into place,
1: yeah hundred percent and that's the thing like we all like we all have um like a dominant one that we kind of default back to but it is it's about being conscious of both the energies and going you know throughout a day incorporating both of them so we don't go into excessive one or the other
0: yeah that's so true and it's not always easy to do but it's a it's a practice no. like everything
1: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like everything
0: it's been such a beautiful conversation already so far thank you for everything that you've been sharing and opening up about and before we wrap up i just wanted to ask you a few quick questions if that's okay for you
1: yeah cool sounds good
0: so um this i kind of know but uh can you tell us your sun sign and also maybe moon and rising signs if you want
1: um sun is Sagittarius moon is Libra and rising which I've actually just um had to change because I wasn't right my rising is Taurus I thought it was Gemini because I thought I was born two hours later than I actually was oh yeah that can be a problem yeah Mm -hmm. I know because my mum didn't know. I was like, mum, when am I born? She's like, I don't know. I was like, what do you mean you don't know when I was born? <laughs> it's the most and important like, day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I came into your life. How can you not know? Because um, I, I always used to go, I, like, from 8.05 PM, because when I was born, like, my Omar, um had, like, knitted me this, um, like, picture, and it was framed, mm-hmm. and it had, like, my, my name and my birthday and everything, and the clock in the corner its hands were pointing to 805 but I think uh, that was just a coincidence but I've always gone by that was my um that was my uh, birth time birth time until I kind of started getting diving deeper into astrology and my rising sign and everything and my rising sign was when this is my birth time was Gemini and I was like there's no way like there's just no way doesn't make sense no I just yeah I just knew it. it just made no sense and then I asked, and then I also thought, because my my mum's always told me the story, of she was feeding the ducks with my sister at the river, and an hour later I was born. My sister was three. I was like, you wouldn't have been feeding the ducks at seven o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. So sound then I was like, this right. makes no sense. How have I never realised that before? Um, and so then I did some investigating, if you like, and mm-hmm. I. Thing. i'm not 100 sure but i'm pretty sure i was born at 632 which makes my rising sign Taurus. so that was a really um long answer for a quick fire round but there you go no
0: it's good actually because i'm yeah. um i've been like trying to get my exact time of birth and it's not very clear either but i think it's 9 a.m ah. so so it's between like 8 30 and 9 30 a.m so it doesn't change my sign because, but at some point i was right. like am i really that much fire because i have like i'm a um sun sagittarius moon moon leo and rising sagittarius but sometimes i'm like i'm not Whoa. so much fire and it's not that doesn't sound right so i don't know maybe there's something
1: yeah that would be an intense combo (laughs) yes
0: so maybe there's there's maybe there's a little problem with my birth time I'm not sure I need to check but um until until then then I am a triple fire but yeah I guess the Taurus rising does make more sense than Gemini from what I kind of know it feels
1: right
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Um, stubborn <laughs> but also that you like to you you really like to um, be at home and co- and the comfort and all that that's very Taurus and grounded and all that no.
1: And food, they're all about food, food which food. is one hundred percent me. <laughs>
0: um. So the next one is what? Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra that you kind of live by?
1: Um, no, I have so nope, many. You have actually. so many. The first one that popped into my head. Um was it's not really a quote but it was something that um so have you seen the wayne dyer movie the shift the doc like the movie doco uh have i uh
0: no i no i haven't oh it's so good I you have to watch it, yeah i watched
1: that maybe f- like four years ago and it, there was a line in it and it just it something shift i mean it's mm-hmm. like ironic cause the movie's called the shift but something <laughs> like shifted me when i heard it and it was something like you get to a point in your life when you let yourself be guided by something bigger than yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck, yes. That's when it, it shifted. It yeah. Like, one of those like massive moments, like, holy shit, that's it, that's my favorite.
0: Yeah, and if it sticks with you, it's definitely like a, a pivoting moment in a way. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, what's your favorite beverage, if you have any?
1: Um... Oh, it's pretty boring. Probably just like lemon water. <laughs> no, that's cool. Most people
0: use coffee, I'm- so... <laughs> I don't drink coffee. I can't drink coffee.
1: I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack if I drink coffee. Yeah,
0: well, for me, I've been really cutting down because it allows me to be more connected to my intuition and all that. But sometimes it's yeah. it actually helps me to be more creative and inspired and and sometimes like if I keep it for certain moments then it's really good but if I have yeah. it every day it's not so good
1: <laughs> I love it I do miss it like I love the smell of it and I love the taste of it I just I, I like yeah I I like too sensitive
0: 100%. to it yeah, yeah. It makes sense um, what is your dream destination or next destination that you'd like to go to? I know you just moved back to New Zealand, so maybe you're not right now thinking about traveling, but
1: oh, I'm always thinking about yeah? traveling. Okay. I think Sagittarius. Like yeah. Okay. Sagittarius. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, everywhere. I want to go to Bali. I know that's a cliche, but I want to go and see the mountain in Bali. Oh, um, I love Bali. Really want to go. Um, to like the Maldives and Bora Bora, mm. all those like anywhere with like white sand mm. and little like fillers in the ocean where it's just like island life and I can just completely just, yeah, do nothing. Mm. And just like oh. sun, sun and sea and sand. And if it's hot, like I'm there.
0: Oh, that sounds really good actually. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite book or a book that comes to mind right now or something that you're reading currently that
1: you love? Um. Probably like one of my favorite is like the classic like you can heal your life by Louise mm-hmm. Hay. Um and um Ask and it's given. Mm-hmm. Um Abraham Hicks mm-hmm. and light like, is the new black. Like, I know that's three, but those ones have been such like defining.
0: Yeah, um, that's good.
1: It's
0: better life, yeah. more more books. It's always better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, light, light is a New Black. I actually started listening to that, and I kind of have fallen. Yeah, I have to get back to it. I really love it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. But they're all so good. Thank you for sharing that. And the last question is a little bit, like, uh, it's always a little bit, it throws people off a little bit, but, like, what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're currently doing for work?
1: Um, events management.
0: Oh, so you know. You're the first yeah. one who knows, by the way.
1: Yeah, I know, it's really random, but I love um, I love organizing events. Oh. I think I find it really fun, and I never realized that until I had to, um, well, had to, until I got to um, plan my wedding. Oh, okay. And I loved it. Mm. it so much fun. Uh, it wasn't that fun because it was in Spain, and the second language was just really, it was just really hard. Yeah. Um, but it was, I still enjoyed it. Like, it was still really fun, and I loved seeing um yeah like the organization kind of come together I find organizing things really fun like like, random little dates and like adventures to Henrik and I because I just I find it really fun
0: oh that's cool so are you going to be or do you organize like small events like um maybe I don't know moon circles and things like that or is that something you are well
1: that's funny you (laughs) say (laughs) that it's in the, It's in the works because yeah. I've been saying I'm going to do this for two, like two years, like two and a half years. When I was in Barcelona, I was like, my excuse there was, oh, I can't do it here because I don't have the right facilities or anything, which was just an excuse. Like, I'll do it as <laughs> soon as I move back to um, New, Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. So now we've been in our little house for two weeks. I've started um, planning some little um, collaborations in a few workshops and stuff. Oh. and Yeah definitely want to um do retreats and stuff so that is gonna that love of organizing is definitely gonna come in handy
0: yay that's so cool i'm looking forward to know more about it even if it's kind of far for me but retreats maybe why not that sounds fun yeah Well, it was so good to talk to you, Bridget. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing all this. Um, it was really a fun conversation and I can't wait for people to hear this.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It was
0: lovely. Okay, so that's it for today's episode, guys. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. And if you like the show, if you find it useful, helpful, inspiring, Don't forget to subscribe and I would really appreciate a review because it really helps get the show out to more people who can benefit from it. So thank you so much for that and I will talk to you very soon.